Prepare to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here is the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of the Academy of Internet Marketing, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. And today I am being joined by a special guest to discuss your email marketing during Black Friday. He represents a company called Inbox Heroes. Inbox Heroes is an email marketing team behind many six and seven figure e-commerce launches. And in the last five years, they've generated over 5 million in revenue from email and SMS marketing. A big welcome to Chris Shelsey. Hello, Chris. Hey, Andy, thanks so much for having me. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. Now, before we dive into today's topic of email promotions that you can immediately use for Black Friday, let's hear your backstory and how Inbox Heroes came to be. Sure, yeah. So I've been working in digital marketing in all different facets for about a decade now. And, uh, and so is the team behind this in various capacities. So Inbox Heroes is actually the, the newest name that we're operating under. But uh, yeah, we worked on a, a lot of different campaigns and kind of uh, made it official this year. Uh, so we're super excited. We've been working with, you know, clothing companies, software companies, like training, nutrition, all sorts of e-commerce companies. And it's been, uh, it's been awesome. Been doing, been doing very well. Um, and so we've been, we've been really lucky to help people out. Oh, great. Well, today it's a very timely topic as, as many listeners are, are getting ready for Black Friday and their holiday promotions. And although I myself have quite a bit of experience writing holiday email promotions, this experience dates back six or seven years before I started True Online Presence. And, and I was working as a director of marketing for a substantially sized e-commerce company. So since you are currently on the front line of email marketing, I thought you would be a great guest to discuss some current trends and, and what's working today. How does that sound? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, great. Well, to start with, seems everybody is, is sending out or planning to send out emails on Black Friday. What are some of the biggest mistakes that, that you've seen with somebody running a Black Friday promotion? Yeah, um, there's there's a handful of them, and some of them might not uh, be very helpful for this year since we're uh, very close to the the actual date. Um, but one of the biggest ones that I see is starting early, and that's something that throughout all of the Black Friday promotions that I've been a part of, this is the thing that we continually strive to start earlier and earlier uh-huh. every year. Um, an easy example of that is with Facebook ads. So it can get more expensive to do ads closer to Black Friday because there's just more people running ads because it's one of the, the biggest days, if not the biggest day of the year uh, online, as well as for in-store shopping, probably a lot more online this year, which is going to make it that much more expensive. So starting early for things like that. Um, but besides ads, just mapping out the whole campaign. So I would say, I mean, three months is a good amount. We started probably six months earlier this year. In previous years, we've done, you know, the month of, but mapping out some of the high level pieces. So 
what's the actual promotion you're going to be running? Is it 50% off site-wide? Is it for specific products? Are there going to be bonuses if people spend a certain amount? How long is it going to run for? Is it going to be just Black Friday? Is it going to be for the whole week? Are you going to do Cyber Monday? What's Cyber Monday going to look like? Um, how are you going to incentivize people? Are you going to have a theme? All of those types of things. If you nail those early, it's like if you were going to write a book, uh, like a how-to book, you're not going to sit down and just start on a blank page. You want to map out the outline first. And if you do that, it makes the kind of filling out uh, of the campaign a lot easier. So if you know what the discount is, you know the timeline it's going to run for and all of that, and you get that locked in, then it's just creating the emails, creating the landing pages, and it's pretty piecemeal. It's kind of plug and play at that point. So if you do that kind of the hard work up front, it makes it a lot easier uh, as you get closer to the date. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Now, when you're mapping stuff up front, do you map your email headlines and, and what kind of value do you put on, on the email subject lines? Yeah, so, so that would be something that would be mapped out probably a bit closer to the date once that higher level campaign is um, established, like how you're going to do that. A great tool actually is Funnelytics. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's something I've enjoyed for particularly for flows from like ads to landing page to email and things like that. Funnelytics is really cool to just visually see. You can map out what it's going to look like. Um, but in terms of email headlines, I think they're, they're absolutely important. Um, but similar to what I was saying earlier, one of, one of my favorite people online is Ramit Sethi of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And he talks a lot about like doing the pre-work, like we were just saying. So if you're going into a job interview, it's less about saying the perfect things at that moment. It's about the week or the month leading up to that, where you kind of establish, like you learned about the company and you, and so when it comes to doing this online, it's like, if you already have loyalty and trust with your audience, then you're going to do well. And if you don't, even the best subject in line isn't going to be, be very helpful for you. But that said, I think, uh, Neville Medora has, has, uh, he says you want to be clear before you're clever. And I think that's a really good way of looking at it is don't try to have the most clever headline if it's not super clear. Start with clarity and then you can kind of jazz it up from there. So it could just be 50% off the whole site or something like that. Um, another little piece that I, I liked, I picked up at an email marketing conference on Australia was a uh, one of the speakers there said she found that if you just put in a, like at the end of your subject line, in parentheses, if you just say inside, it can really boost open rate. So you, huh. you can split test something like 50% off site wide or 50% off site wide inside. And it kind of makes them think they have to click into the email to get access to it. And then you can kind of boost your, your emails that way. That's interesting. You know, we would, when I was a director of marketing, we would always split test a third of the list uh, about two hours before and then send to the rest of it. And every year, for like seven or eight years, the, the same email headline one, and it was shush, uh, S-H-H-H, -H -H, uh, exclamation mark, or 40% Black Friday sale has started. <laughs> it was <Like> amazing. <laughs> we tested everything against it, and nothing could beat that headline. Do, do you have any headlines that you have found, you know, that are just hard to beat that uh, listeners might um, consider besides that one? Yeah, you know, I don't have a specific one off the top of my head. I mean, I remember I was reading something and they said one of the uh, the highest converting open rate is FU, but it's not necessarily the best one to go with because <laughs> it'll get get high opens. It's, it's real specific to the company uh, is what I found. And 
I'm curious, did you see, like, was it a very big difference between this, this subject line you're talking about and the other ones, or was it marginal? And I'm, I'm not asking a leading question. I'm genuinely, genuinely curious. Yeah, you know, it, it was pretty substantial. Um, the Black Friday one always seemed to have an open rate, and we emailed pretty often, so our open rate was, you know, back in the day, huge. I mean, it was 40 45% um, for Black Friday. But the next one down, I remember, was maybe – 35 or, or 30. So it was, mm. it was substantial okay. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think AB testing is obviously awesome for email. I find that the smaller the company is, the less important it's going to be just because it's going to be lower on the priorities. You want to nail all of these other pieces. And then if you have the time and you can do that, that's great. It's a great place to like work on optimization, but it's definitely not where I would, where I would start with some of this stuff. If, if sure, you have a sure. really good it, overall plan mapped it out and then you lock in those headlines, like that's, that's how you crush it. Right. And I, I think it's also depends on your list size, right? So you have to have a, sure. a big enough list to, to make it worthwhile. Now beyond the email headlines, what value do you put on the actual promotion? Yeah. I mean, for e-commerce, the bigger is always going to be for me personally, I have a list on my computer of just like all of the kind of big ticket items that I want to buy um, that I kind of store for Black Friday, kind of starting in July. I'll start thinking about like, ooh, I want to buy this thing that's a couple hundred dollars. Like I'm just going to add it to the list and see if that goes on sale for Black Friday. So the bigger, the better there. Um, but it obviously depends on what the margins are for the company and how that's going to work out for them and what their goals are. But in terms of like a specific email sketch one out if we wanted to, to walk through that a little bit for what kind of a, a typical Black Friday flow could look like for an established company. Sure. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, before we do that, I just a couple more quick questions. How many times do you consider it appropriate to email your customer base regarding a promotion, specifically a Black Friday promotion? Yeah, I do see specifically Black Friday. I do differentiate with that because it is kind of all hands on deck for it. I think people are expecting to get more emails and it is, it is very aggressive the way other companies are. So just to stand out, you kind of have to, you know, play that game to a degree. It's not sustainable, obviously for, for all year round, but I think for Black Friday, it's not going to turn people off for that, for that period, for that week, just because they are expecting it. They're getting it from other companies and they are looking for these types of sales during this period. So I don't think that unless you're going way overboard, um, like probably dozens of emails, I think you're, I think you're okay. I typically do, we'll say like six to 12 emails. 12 is probably on the higher end. Um, if you're doing like the week of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, I think probably like seven or eight emails is, is a good place to be depending on what you're offering. And if you have new things dropping throughout the promotion versus just like a general promotion across the board. Sure. Now, does it depend on per client? Are you sending like, you know, typically one a day, a couple a day, or just depends if you're dropping new sales or, or yeah, how so much it's changing? Yeah, it will depend on who, like the actual list for it. So we're usually separating out at least based on like active customers versus people who are like on the list, but they're not engaged. So engage versus passive um, people who don't email might get, or people who don't open an email might get, you know, another bump email of the original launch email a bit later into the campaign. Uh, Cause okay. you kind of want to know where people are at in the funnel. Um, some companies will work with have like VIP lists where they're on a subscription where they get early access. So they'll kind of, there will be early access emails that go out to them and then general access emails for the rest of the list. Um, 
but yeah, if it's the most basic of companies, you're doing kind of like a 20% off site-wide, yeah, you can get away with a lot less emails. If you have more flows and funnels and audiences, it definitely can get more complicated from there. Sure, sure. Okay. Now, what I kind of wanted to ask you about as well is SMS. Mm. And, you know, six or seven years ago, it wasn't a thing. <laughs> um, you know, now it seems, and especially this year, it seems like companies have been getting more and more aggressive using SMS as a piece of their marketing. Have you been incorporating that? And what, what kind of results have you been seeing? Yeah, so this is actually one of the, I would say the second, the first year we've really gone hard with SMS. We've done a bit of it in the past. Um, I would say if you have an audience, kind of the target audience under, I would say around 35, it's like if your audience is on Instagram, then probably SMS could be a cool thing for you to play around with. There's, there's less traffic, it's more personable, and it gets a lot higher click-through rates. We'll see probably like, if our emails are getting like one to 5% click-through rates, SMS can get six to 10% or something like that. Um, and it's also, they're a lot easier to set up. Um, but with that is kind of the double-edged sword where what I'll see people do wrong with SMS is they write it like an email or they write it like a company and it is its own channel and it needs to be seen as that. It's not just a shorter email. So I think if people want to try out SMS and they're unsure of how to write it, it's like open up your phone, open up a text message and write like one or two sentences that you would send to a friend for this promotion. And I do the same thing for writing email. If I'm stuck, I go into Gmail, I open up a blank email and I start writing it there. I don't go into like Clavio or MailChimp and write it there because you really want to be creating it in the context that somebody would be receiving it. Um, and a, a great resource for this is actually, um, there's a company called The Nudge. The CEO is John Peterson. And they basically text people um, events and things like that that are going around in their city. And they write really, really good SMS copy. So I recommend people sign up for the nudge. Um, no affiliation there. I'm just a really big fan of kind of, they really do a great job getting into the mind of the person receiving it. And when I was, when I was talking with John, he said like, that's exactly what they'll do is they always start the SMS, like meeting the customer where they're at. It's about them. It's not about you as a company or what you're doing. It's like, hey, you're probably sitting at home right now, like just finished cleaning your house. You're stuck during quarantine and you're wondering, wondering what to do next, like things like that. Um, so yeah, I think SMS is great. It is a bit more expensive um, than email, but so it, you kind of got to measure that against the, the ROI if you're getting more click-throughs and it's a better connection with your audience. And it also saves a lot more time. You can put in one image in one or two sentences and it's a lot, you know, a lot more lightweight than it is doing email. Sure. Yeah, no, that's some great advice. Now, do you have a, somebody trying to, to get some different ideas, a sample um, campaign funnel that you could run through for yeah, Black sure. Friday? So for Black Friday, um, and I guess this is another, um, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, I wouldn't call it a mistake, but we used to do just Black Friday, 24 hours only. And uh -huh. a lot more companies and us included with the companies we'll work with is expanding that out and just taking advantage of the whole week. It's kind of, you know, why limit it to one day if everyone else is doing a full week and you can do a full week and there's not much to lose and there's a lot more to gain. So I think if people aren't already doing that and if they are just planning on the, the big day of Black Friday, at least exploring the idea of, of starting kind of on Monday where it's similar to like the Facebook ads, you're kind of getting ahead of it. You're giving more opportunity for people to come across this sale and build up momentum and get them to share it and all of that. Um, and I would also recommend if you're doing Cyber Monday, 
making Black Friday the biggest deal and having Cyber Monday be a bit less. So if you're doing 30% off on Black Friday ends at midnight, then Cyber Monday can be 20% off. But um, I do find it odd when it's when it's either the same or better because people who then buy it on Black mm. Friday feel a little punked by the end of it. They're like, hey, you kind of said it was last chance and now I can't really trust you because you just extend it. I think I think honesty in your marketing is is really important. So if you're having the biggest sale of the year, and it ends tonight, have it end tonight and, and do a, a lesser sale later on. Um, hmm. And so, why, um, I think I know the answer, but, but why do you recommend that Black Friday be a bigger discount than Cyber Monday for an e-commerce company? Yeah, I mean, I just think having, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but I think being honest in your marketing. Um, and so I see a lot of companies saying like, hey, this ends tonight, 50% off. And then you get the email the next day and it's like, it did so well, we decided to extend it. And I, I just kind of find it scammy. It leaves, a, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth. And I just think a lot more people are online on Black Friday. They'll set aside time on Black Friday to like go through their lists and go through their email and buy all of the things they want to buy. Um, so you're kind of hitting them right at that point of like peak opportunity and, uh, and yeah, and then cyber Monday can be a great kind of like cleanup crew. But, uh, but I would, I do recommend doing that on, on black Friday, having that where, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I had another question or, or thought, um, it was kind of interesting and I don't know if anybody really is going to know the answer to it. You know, six or seven years ago when I was heavily involved in email, black Friday used to really be the day where you know, you'd get a little bit of, of people shopping online, but tons of people were going to the stores, right? And then it was Cyber Monday was so, I mean, it, you know, six or seven years ago, Cyber Monday used to be two to three times bigger than Black Friday online. Mm -hmm. Now this year, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where they're saying that, that at least 50% of online holiday, sh you know, holiday shopping is going to be done online. You know who who knows what's going to happen. So it's kind of a mystery. But have you seen in the last few years Black Friday being bigger or equal, or how have you seen it being compared to, to Cyber Monday? Yeah, you you bring up a great point. And I guess my my response was basically I I haven't really worked with any um, brick and mortar only companies. So uh, yeah, I didn't even really think about that. But that that's one hundred percent right. I mean, so much more of this has been shifting online. And so Cyber Monday was like the online version of the in, like in-store deals that you were getting on the previous Friday. But so much of this is taking place online now. And I think this year, obviously in particular, I bet this is probably across the board, brick and mortar in online. This is my prediction is that it's gonna be the highest Black Friday revenue of all time just combined. I think a lot more of it's gonna take place online, but across the board, I think they're gonna more than make up for it just because so much easier to buy stuff online. I think there is a lot of kind of pent up spending um, that people have going into the holidays and just being at home and all of that. So, so I mean, we'll see. But yeah, I think people are kind of primed for Black Friday and all of the companies are kind of positioning this as Black Friday. No one calls it Cyber Monday. They're like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. It's always kind of the appendage to it. So yeah, I mean, I think shoot your shot on Black Friday and then do a little cleanup on Cyber Monday. Sure. Now, when a company comes and asks you for advice on how they should promote or how aggressive they should promote, um, I know I have a few, one client in particular, where they'll use Black Friday just to clear out their clearance section, which nobody buys anyway. <laughs> and then they want to know why they aren't very successful on Black Friday. What 
what what kind of advice do you give your clients when they're when they're thinking about what to put on sale or or what kind of Black Friday promotion to to run? Yeah, I mean, again, it's whether it's SMS or email or figuring out the promotion, you have to start with the the customer in mind. Like I, the that's a huge mistake is assuming that they're just kind of people to take things off your hands for you and that you know, assuming your audience is stupid. And if you have the, the right subject line, they're going to buy it. It's like, you really got to think of it as, as your friend or your family or somebody like that. Like, what would they be excited for? What would you be excited for? Um, we were talking about this with some of the content we were putting together for, for YouTube, where we were making videos and we were seeing them weren't getting a whole ton of attraction. And that was kind of what we circled back to. It's like, well, would you watch this? Like if this popped up and you're recommended, would you watch it? And we're like, probably not. So let's, let's rejigger that and really focus on it. Um, so what are people excited about? They're excited about new products or bringing back a, a bestseller that ran out of stock. So it's like, if you can do that and you have the ability to do that, it's going to do a lot better than only selling, you know, the extra large shirts of the product that nobody wanted in the first place to 20% <laughs> off. Um, and it's like, you know, they, it'll probably sell better than it did, but it's really not going to be like, if you want to go big and you want to do it right, you got to be coming up with something new and different and being weird. Uh, like we'll get, we'll get a little weird with our stuff and just kind of like make a theme around it, whether it's Western or like cyberpunk or whatever it is. Um, like get creative and have fun with it. Cause, cause that definitely resonates with people And it. A lot of companies will brush that aside and they kind of see it as like branding is this tertiary thing that doesn't really have tangible value, but it, it couldn't be further from the case. Okay. That's great. Now, how do you, what percentage of email versus SMS are, are you using for your clients um, during Black Friday week? It's still primary. I would say it's probably 60, 40, 70, 30 email to SMS. Um, the way we kind of map it out is we map out all of the emails first, and then we see which ones would make sense to kind of send a tag along SMS. Um, something we've started doing where with one particular company, they were kind of sending their email and SMS at the same time where for like the same thing. So say 24 hours left, they send out the email at noon and they send out the SMS at noon spacing those apart because you're kind of, you're sending them at the same time. You're kind of assuming you're going to catch the person at both times. Why not spread out that opportunity? So sending them whatever, an hour, a couple hours apart. And that way you're hitting them through, through two different channels. Um, I would probably say email first and then SMS is kind of like a, a bonus round at the end. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's still primarily email. Um, but I think, I think it's going to keep going more and more in the direction of SMS. And I am, I am curious to see how the phones like Apple or, or whoever is going to handle this as more companies start doing this, if there's going to be like folders and promotional tabs and all of that in, uh, in your phone. But um so far, it's been, it's been pretty good. So I think it's going to keep shifting in that direction. Um, as more people are on their phone, emails are getting open more on the phone anyway than they used to ever in the past. So I think it's just going more towards that direction for sure. Now, does your SMS system, does it have the ability to segment out? Like, can you send an email or SMS just to people maybe who didn't open their email or anything like that? Or is it you're just um, blasting the entire group? Yeah, it depends on the company. So one of the companies I'll use for email is Klaviyo and they have their own SMS built into it. And okay. so you can build, which is actually really cool is you can build flows that incorporate both email and SMS. So it can be like, send this email, wait 15 minutes, send this SMS. If they like, don't click on this SMS, send this. And you can kind of batch them that way and have them play off each other. It's probably going to be harder 
if you're using something like PostScript on Shopify and then MailChimp where they're not talking to, to each other, um, there might be a way to integrate them with Zapier or something like that. Uh, I haven't personally done that. So I would say if you're interested in doing that, um, try to do it all on the same platform. So a company that does both email and SMS is going to make your life a heck of a lot easier. I'm sorry, what ESP are you using, did you say? Clavio. Clavio, okay, great. Well, what is, there still possibility, is there still time if somebody is interested in, in working with you during the coming Black Friday holiday? Yeah, yeah, definitely. People can, uh, if you want to put my, I don't know, email in the show notes, people can for sure reach out to me. Um, we can do anything from, from creating emails, creating, designing, and scheduling them, getting them sent out, or doing something more lightweight where we just, hop on and an hour call and just kind of go through what people are planning, what their promotions are, what their subject lines are, what the emails are and uh, give advice and feedback that way. So we're, we're happy to do that. And, uh, and in terms of actually starting early, um, we were, we've been discussing for next year for 2021 in January, we're going to start taking on a couple clients where we're going to kind of do the, the whole Black Friday planning and promotion starting very early in the year and getting all of that locked in for people. Um, so if anybody's interested in that, I know it, it seems very far away. It's over a year away, but starting early is really going to set people up. So, so you can also email about that if they're interested. Okay, great. What, what is your email? And I'll make sure I put that in the uh, show notes below. Yeah, it's my name at Gmail. So it's Chris Shelzy, C-H-R-I-S-S-C-H-E-L-Z-I at gmail.com. Okay, great. I will put that in there. And is there anything else before we go that I might have forgotten to ask regarding Black Friday or anything that listeners can do to improve their results? Um, well, I can let me uh, let me run through the uh, the flow real quick. If people oh, are, yes. are interested, yeah, we we forgot what to am I doing? That, so yes. no problem. Let's hear um, the flow to end it. All right, this is what I got. So I would say three to five days before the official launch. Let's assume you're going to. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of right now. So if you're going to start your launch on the Monday of Black Friday, I would get that email out today or tomorrow, just hyping it up and teasing people in terms of like what's coming, what they're going to get. Then Monday, do the launch email, send it. Send time is, uh, I don't know. We, we play around with it. I don't have a specific time that I like. Somewhere in the morning, 10 a.m., noon, something like that. Send that launch email. Then send a 72 hours left email, a 24 hours left email, in a six hours left email for Black Friday. And then when Cyber Monday starts, you can send an email for that. And then probably three hours before Cyber Monday ends, send another email there. That is a very basic <laughs> high level flow that you can do. But if you're kind of thinking in terms of like, how do you space out these emails? I would keep the emails also very short. It's like give the most punchy thing that people want and then let your website do the rest of the work. So look at it this way where it's like the subject line gets them to open it there should be just enough content in the email to get them to the website. And then the website should handle the sale. So don't try to stuff everything into the email where now people are, you know, pause and they go open another tab because they haven't finished reading, reading the email, have a big, nice graphic, have them click through, go to the website and make the purchase. So I'll go through that real quick. Again, have a hype email a couple days before launch email, 72 so the, hours. Uh, so no, I hate to interrupt. So the hype no. email, you're, you're not, nothing's on sale yet. You're just saying, Coming soon. Yeah, you're, this is coming. Mark your calendars. Biggest sale of the year. New products dropping. And anything like that. Whatever you have. Um, and then, yeah, the launch email is just being like, doors are open. It's go time. Like, super excited. This is what's in stock. Um, check it out. Push them through. And then the 72 hours left, the 24 hours, and the six hours are all just like 
Time's running out. What are you waiting for? If they already purchased, maybe it's things that they, they haven't purchased yet. Um, maybe there's, um, what else could you do there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, recommending new products. I mean, if you're using Shopify and in Klaviyo or one of those tools that can do dynamic inserts of like products that they haven't bought yet or related products, you can do that. Um, and then that six hours left email is just where you're like, this is the last chance. If you're, if you are ending it on black Friday, like it's the biggest sale of the year, it's not coming back for, for another year. Make sure you get in there 50% off, whatever. And just really, really hyping it up. It's all about hype and excitement and promotion and new things and, and getting people what they want. Well, that's great. That is a solid funnel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, well, cool. Well, that is going to be it for today. Remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Chris, you can email him through the email that I will put below in the show notes, or you can reach him through the Make Each Click Count Facebook group. Chris is a member of the Make Each Click Count Facebook group. So if you have questions directly for Chris, feel free and you can ask him there as well. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy and happy marketing, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count Podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to do it faster are members of the Academy of Internet Marketing. Join our private Facebook group, Make Each Click Count, or send us an email to info at trueonlinepresence.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.